Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Today, we've got a good one for you. But before we get into it, just a quick word from our sponsors, Dudex. So Dudex is a new cryptocurrency derivatives trading platform that aims to provide a fair and professional experience for its users. With third-party market makers and no exchange token or internal trading desks, Dudex creates transparency and puts the customers first. A couple of the features on Dudex include 100x leverage trading, perpetual swaps without expiry date and daily settlement, 100,000 TPS per contract, and most importantly, no KYC. That's right, every crypto trader's favorite words, no KYC. Sign up with the link in the description below to start trading today and receive up to $100 in free Bitcoin when you make your first deposit. Happy trading, guys. All right, now let's get to the show. This is episode 47 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. It's your host, Charles, uh, and today I'm going to be sitting down with one of my good buddies, Quant Fiction, to discuss a couple of things. Uh, so first, we're going to be discussing his trading methods, which, as his name suggests, is more of a quantitative method. And then second, we're going to be discussing this trading group that he's a part of. It's called PDF, which is short for Pandia de Flujo. Uh, it's a group of, I think, 20 or so traders who are all absolutely killing it. You've probably seen most of them on crypto Twitter. And if not, I highly suggest you start following these guys. They're some of the best traders that I've seen on crypto Twitter. And um, this group, PDF, it's just all of them sharing their ideas, their trade setups, and kind of general outlook on the market. Uh, so Quan's going to be discussing some of the pros and cons he's seen since starting or since joining this group. Uh, and then he's going to give you some tips and tricks on how to start your own um, and what to look for if you're already in a group. And then lastly, he's going to be talking about, you know, basics of data analysis and how to develop quant strategies um, but I don't want to ramble on any longer let's just get into it and let's start the show uh, so quant fiction um, before we really jump into it can you just give us a little bit of background on yourself and what you were doing before you found cryptocurrencies and then also um, you're known as a trader we see you as a trader on you know crypto Twitter um, are you also a long-term investor in crypto? Okay, so first, I mean, I got into crypto more through traditional markets and trading. Um, I was doing a few strategies on ETFs um, in like a retirement account, and then a little bit of options on the side. Started listening to a few podcasts, and uh, Bitcoin came up a few times. And I thought I'd look into it mainly because I'd read in a few places that uh, new markets were less efficient and more fertile for developing new strategies. So I looked into it and then shortly after that, hopped on crypto Twitter and uh, that's kind of where it all started from there. Um, in terms of long-term investing, I mean, I'm exposed to Bitcoin just because that's what a few accounts are denominated in. But... Other than that, I, I'm not a bag holder by any means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not a... I just uh, recorded with <laughs> the guys from BioGang, and we, we were you know, joking about the uh, very long-term holders who never plan on selling, and it's 
just a little bit laughable. Um, yeah, I mean, at a certain point, I don't know what the difference is if you're down 99%. I mean, is it even worth it to finally cash out? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well just hold out and say it's uh, lost, lost funds, and if anything happens, you know, you're stoked. But okay. Absolutely. So so you were trading traditional markets before this. You said you were trading ETFs and uh, some options. So it, your story, I, I don't know how many traders you talk to, um, but a lot of the people that I have on, uh, they've never had any exposure to traditional markets. So it's good to talk to somebody who's made that tra- transition um, and has seen the differences in traditional markets and then crypto markets. Uh, for example, you talked about, you know, the crypto markets being a little bit less inefficient, um, which has given you the opportunity to test new strategies. Um, so I appreciate you giving us kind of the background on yourself and, uh, you know, you're a trader, less of an investor. Um, so it's good to just get that background on you before we jump into things. Um, so now can you give us a little rundown on your trading strategy uh, you know, you don't need to go into full details. I know you don't want to give away that secret sauce that you've got. Um, <laughs> but if you could just give us, you know, like a general overview of, you know, your trading strategy. Yeah, I don't know if there's as much secret sauce as one might believe. But um, for the most part, um, like my strategy would just be centered around finding uh, statistical anomalies in the market data that are repeatable over time, um, which might sound more complicated than it is, um, basically just boils down to asking questions of the data. So like anything that you can think of, like any pattern that you think you notice, um, like uh, daily closes are up three days in a row, um, like highest high the last 20 days, anything, like literally anything that you can think of that you can test. And then... Um, if you can code that up and make it into a variable, you can see over history, like what happened the next day, what happened three days later, what happened five days later, and then just kind of get a sense of like where your edges are. And so after doing like enough testing like that, you can see, um, like what variables might be useful in a strategy and then you can start combining those. And so I think the biggest edge just in general is through diversification so i mean i've written one blog article about it but i mean there's a lot more out there if you look but essentially if you have multiple uncorrelated strategies or turn streams when you're blended together you can actually have a sum that or a whole that's greater than the sum of its parts so you could have like two mediocre strategies or four mediocre strategies that when you roll them together, turn into like a pretty decent looking portfolio um, and should help your risk adjusted returns a lot. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of flash and a lot of hype around some of like advanced methods. Like I know, like I, I listened to Nick's interview or tweakerties that you had on and like he's doing some super advanced stuff with artificial intelligence. Like he's, he's definitely legit and knows what he's doing. Um, but I also see in the space just a lot of like AI, machine learning, deep learning buzzwords thrown around. And I don't know, it's not like the panacea that a lot of people would have you believe. So, yeah, I, I just think it, I like 
No, I was just going to say, I feel like some people are so far removed from this area of trading that they just don't know um, that these like flashy, right. buzzwordy AI machine learning, you know, it, it doesn't mean as much like you're talking about, you know, combining a couple simple strategies um, into one. Um, so I, I thank you for dumbing it down a little bit. You know, this isn't my area of expertise. Um, sure. I, you know, I really can't get into the weeds when talking about this kind of stuff. Um, but to me, it sounds like you're kind of combing through a lot of data, looking for these anomalies, taking semi-simple strategies and combining them. Um, is that... Yeah, I think at a high level, that's pretty much what it is. Um, Perfect, yeah. Yeah, no. I think that sums it up. All right, awesome. I, I really appreciate you walking us through kind of your strategy. Um, now, what I really want to get into and what I want you know, kind of <laughs> the focus of this group or of this talk uh, to be about is this group that you're in, um, and that's Pendia de Flujo, which is PDF. I'm sure anyone on Twitter has seen people talk about <laughs> it. Um, you know, I, I look at the I look at the people who are in it, and it's just these dudes who are absolutely fucking killing it. Um, so, can you just give us a rundown of what exactly it is, who's in the group, and yeah, then... so I mean, yeah, no, go ahead, please. Go ahead, sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask yeah, the next so, one later. Let's let's just get like the basics down first. Yeah, I think it's been almost a year now, maybe maybe longer. But uh, it was originally started by Trade Cack on Twitter, and uh, he just wanted to make a group. I think. I mean, if I had this right, I joined in like a little bit after it was formed, but basically just wanted to get a group of crypto traders together who had like different styles and approaches and just like a uh, common place to share strategies or anything that they were looking at, just like discuss the markets in more or less live time. And so uh, that's pretty much what it is. It's uh, just like a group that we have and it's pretty much around the clock 24 seven. There's traders from all around the world, so at any given time, uh, somebody's on there, and crypto is a 24-7 market, so it's pretty much nonstop, just uh, discussion about the markets, and uh, I don't know, it's a it's an awesome group of guys, some of the sharpest traders that I've met, I've learned a ton being in there, and... Yeah, so I mean, um, I, I, there's some big names on Twitter that are in that group. Uh, can you just drop a couple just so my audience can understand, you know, who you're talking about here and who's in this group? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's 20 of us in it right now, so I could literally just run down the list real fast if yeah, that's cool. Yeah, if you're cool with just shouting everyone so, uh, out. Yeah, I don't want to leave anybody out. So uh, Red XBT, Crypto Gains, Mac, Glimmery Coin. Coinpocalypse, Tommy Zero, UB, Trader XO, Cuban Tobacco, Bit Dealer, Smart Out, uh, Cred, Flacco, Simple Life, Voidbox, Stingray, Trade Cack himself, and King BTC are the boys. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, so I mean, maybe my audience hasn't heard of every one of these dudes. But they've heard at least, you know, half of them. You guys are all killing it on Twitter um, every day. You guys are posting <laughs> just, you know, free alpha every fucking day. 
uh, it, it's funny. Free alpha, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's guys' motto. You got it tatted on the lips. But um, <laughs> I, I want to do a little humble bragging myself. I don't know if it was just a joke, but uh, Keck DM'd me yesterday saying he wanted to invite me into the group. And the offer was... Keck's the, Keck's the gatekeeper, so you'll have to take it up with him. Yeah, so I mean, he shot me a DM yesterday. He's like, hey, I want to invite you to the group. And uh, I, I messaged him back just saying I'm, I'm a pretty mediocre trader and I don't see any value that I can add to it. Uh, <laughs> and so that offer was quickly rescinded, but uh, I was almost in. So I'm, uh, I, I'm just blown away by you know some of the guys in there. You guys are all... I can't say it enough. You guys are killing it. Um, I mean, likewise, it's pretty fascinating. I mean, there's definitely guys in there swinging a way bigger size than me. And uh, just seeing it live time, you can literally watch markets move or just see markets literally just being influenced by some of the guys in there. So it's, it's pretty interesting. It's yeah, pretty fun. It's absolutely <laughs> wild. You know, it's kind of the behind the scenes in a sense. Um, but okay, the, the main focus of this interview I really wanted to talk about was joining these trading groups. Um, so can you talk to, I mean, you got, your guys is a little more exclusive, um, but can you right. just talk to me about the importance and then also the drawbacks that you've seen, um, being a part of PDF? I mean, I'll address that one first. I honestly couldn't really name many drawbacks. Um, I've had a Really positive experience in it, and uh, also Who told you I to would say. say that? <laughs> did did Keck? I mean, that's that? <laughs> I was not put up to that legitimately. But uh, I mean, if anything, like maybe I end up like on Discord more than I probably should. But I don't know. That would probably be the only thing. But okay. the list of benefits is longer for sure. Um, I can only speak to our group specifically because I think it's set up a little bit differently. There's, it's not a paid group model by any means. I mean, there's like, no one's getting paid. Uh, nothing's being sold. There's no signal services. There's no alerts. It's literally just 20 guys in a chat, um, just discussing the markets and trying to share info with each other and help each other out. So from that perspective, it's been pretty incredible. I mean, I, some of the sharpest guys that I've ever met or talked to. So, I mean, it's, it's just a great experience all around. I think if anyone wants to get um, involved in something like that, I don't think it's too terribly hard to try and set it up um, the same way. Like if you're on Twitter and you just see a bunch of people around you, like you're following people that you think have good content or um, have an interesting perspective on things, I think, like it's definitely doable to reach out and say like, Hey, I'm interested in starting something up. Would you be interested in joining? So I think there's for sure benefits. I think there's a lot of like toxicity in the training community because it's, it's in the end, it's all just a competition. Like everyone wants to be better than everybody else. And everyone's pretty secretive with their alpha. I mean, if they think that they have a strategy that's going to help them win in the markets, ultimately that to take that money from someone else. So it's just natural to try and protect that. So if you can find a way to collaborate in a, like a smaller scale, I think it's definitely helpful. Completely agree. Yeah. Like, he, like you were saying, you know, you have your strategy 
everyone else in the group has their own specific strategy. So you guys exactly. are able to kind of build and learn from each other. Um, and I think a lot of traders, like you were saying, kind of want to just keep to themselves and keep their alpha to themselves. Um, but I, I think as you've seen the benefits from learning from 19 other insanely good traders has far outweighed, you know, what you've provided to the group. Um, so there was that. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, so my strategy itself is pretty systematic in that, um, like I have signals that are generated and portfolio weights. And so for the most part, I just take those and translate them into positions in the market. But if I come on and like everyone in the group is leaning against the position I'm about to put on, like that's obviously going to give me pause. I'll, there's a discretionary overlay I can put over it and say, hey, maybe I want to scale down this long a little bit or maybe I should really push it or like if someone has key levels marked out or they're watching something, it's like, oh, I was going to put a stop here. Maybe I'll move it or like a limit here. Maybe I'll move it to like a better spot because something they pointed out. So I think that's really valuable too, just like small adjustments you make because you really can't monitor everything as one person, right? So just having 19 other sets of eyes on the markets, just watching other data streams, just other sources of information is always helpful. And then at the same time, I guess I'll add to that, like news. I mean, it's pretty impossible to watch everything that's going on at once and like what's relevant or not. So I know multiple times uh, I've gotten alerts just through the group. Like when the original Bitfinex news came out, like <laughs> everyone was just throwing alerts into the chat, like saying, hey, the news came out. And so like I'm pretty sure every single one of us got short immediately when the first Bitfinex uh, New York Attorney General news came out and literally we just all sat there and watched the market do nothing for about 10 minutes before it just fell off a cliff. <laughs> so that was pretty incredible actually. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I'll say, I'll say this too, just because I mean, we're, I, there's literally nothing to sell. Like we're not going to gain anything, but pretty much every major move that we've seen in the past year or so, like everyone in the group was on side for it, which is pretty incredible. <laughs> Just like, I, I don't think that would happen by chance. No, 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 definitely not. Um, you know, I, I want my audience to be able to apply some of these things to maybe getting involved in their own group. Uh, but it's a little bit hard because you've got, you know, 19 other dudes that you trust um, and that right. are absolutely killing the game. So I, I guess I just want to, you know, before we move on to anything else, want my audience to know, like, the most important thing is to find people who are tried and tested and that you also trust. Um, because if you've got, you know, 15 other dudes who don't really know what they're doing and who all have, you know, this ulterior motive, it's not going to be very beneficial. Um, but there was one thing right. that you touched on. Uh, you were talking about the fact that, you know, someone else in the group had maybe marked off some key levels and you're like, okay, I might move my stop a little bit. Or, you know, if the majority of the group is leaning one way and you're potentially counter trading them, it like plays on your mind a bit. Um, and I, I can see that as potentially being a downside to being in a group like this. Um, I had cold blooded chiller on maybe three or four episodes ago. And he talked about the fact that he really isolates himself before making a trade. Um, because he can be influenced by other traders 
um, and the charts that they're putting out and, you know, their ideas on the market and where it's headed. Um, so has that ever been a problem for you where you've had this trade set up that you wanted to take um, and then at some point the group has influenced your decision to either not take the trade or to change it a bit? Um, I'm not sure because to me naturally, I think I'm more of a contrarian. So like, it's almost the opposite. Like I've almost had to condition myself to go along with some of the things that people in the group. Cause I mean, even just being there for as long as I have been, it's just like my nature. If somebody is going long, like I just want a short, <laughs> just, just like, I don't know. Like I just want, I just think like if anyone is thinking the market's going one way, then it just has to go the other way. So like if I see 19 people all just super bullish, like in my mind, that's just like a money short signal because it's almost like what I've been conditioned to on Twitter and wherever else. Like if 5,000 people on Twitter are all longing, like it's just like easy money going short there. But uh, I don't know. The guys in the group, like I just trust. And if everyone's going one way, I've just seen them trade long enough and I know their track records. And so it's like, I'm, there's just no way I'm counter trading them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I no downsides for you. Um, just because they're such a trusted group of individuals. Um, and you've actually had to condition yourself to stop counter trading them, which is pretty funny. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'm not gonna, like, I don't want to make it sound like that. I'm just like out there counter trading them, but like no, in my head, no. My first instinct is just to like go against what everyone else is doing. Yeah, I mean, you see it in the general market and on Twitter where, you know, a vast majority of Twitter is either bullish or bearish. And I, I would say my first instinct is, well, oh, this might be a little bit too obvious. Let's, uh, let's take a deeper look. Right. Um, and my, my thought on that, too, is like if a lot of people are bullish, it's in my opinion, it's a lot of people talking their book. So if you have a lot of people that are bullish on Twitter... You have a lot of people that are already long. Yeah. And so it's like, who is buying after that? Like, to make money, someone has to buy after you buy. If everyone's already long, like, there's no one left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, there's that uh, that ulterior motive that I was talking about, whereas in your group, it kind of sounds like you guys are all trying to make money together. Um, and you're not trying to fuck sure. each other over in any kind of way. Um, yeah, I mean, the market's big enough where, like, we're not going to steal profits from one another. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so that kind of, you kind of gave us the rundown on what the group is, who's in it, uh, pros and cons of it. doesn't sound like there are many cons, so I'm going to continue to try to get in um, so I can just copy trade you guys. But, um, <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about, you know, going forward. Um, I always like to ask my guests this. What are, what are you most excited for in the coming 12 months? Um, are you working on any new, you know, strategies? I know you've got your, um, the blog and then, you know, yeah. any big, you know, views on the market. Can you just talk to us about what you're excited for? So, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, for one, like always trying to develop new strategies, like always doing market research, always seeing like any new edges out there, like any strategy has alpha decay. So no matter what you've got, it's only going to work for so long before someone picks it up and eventually arbitrages it out of the market. So that's always an ongoing process. Uh, yeah, I do have the blog at quantfiction.com. I don't write there as much as I'd like. So a lot of the research I do, anything 
that I share usually just post up on Twitter in like a shorter format. It kind of saves time and it's kind of like easier to ingest for most people. Um, I am trying to develop uh, a new trading framework and then I'm also contributing to a couple open source projects as well as trying to get my master's in data science. So Shit, it pretty much keeps me busy. Yeah, you got a lot going on. Um, obviously, with your strategies, there's always new strategies to develop, um, and it's kind of an ever-changing game. So that alone Absolutely. can keep you busy. Um, and then you talked about you know the blog versus what you just post on Twitter, um, and I see you posting some very informative stuff on Twitter, um, and it's short, sweet. Yeah, I point. do my best. Yeah, I feel like it's very digestible. Um, so I don't think anyone's dying for a new blog post when you've posted so much stuff on Twitter. Um, and then you brought up this new trading framework. Can you elaborate on that at all? Or is that under wraps? Uh, I mean, it's not under wraps. It's just like trying to make, I have trying to make a more robust version of what I have now, like trying to incorporate a few more exchanges. And then, I mean, I'm not a developer, a software developer by any means. So what I'm running with now in my mind is kind of like hacked together. Um, so trying to work with a few guys who actually know what they're doing and try and fit it out just because dealing with some of the APIs on these crypto exchanges isn't as straightforward as you'd like and uh, definitely not as robust as anyone who's ever traded on BitMEX knows. 100%. And then uh, lastly, you talked about a, uh, you're, you're getting your master's in data science, so... Congrats on that. When's that going to be uh, wrapped up? Yeah, I think I have... Uh, I'd have to double check. But I think I have one semester after this, maybe two. There we go. I really should be more on top of that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, coming up soon. You got other shit to focus on. Um, but okay, perfect. So that kind of gives us what you're working on, what you're doing in the future, and what we can kind of expect from you. Um, so I appreciate that. Now... Um, one last thing I did want to ask, and this is where, you know, get get as big-brained as possible. Talk over my head. This will be for, you know, anyone who's listening um, that, you know, wants to become a quant, uh, you know, prospective quants, people who are doing it already. Um, what's your biggest tip for them? Um, you know, I was just in Architects Discord before this, and Jeff, um, Jeff W. was like, you know, if you got oh, yeah. any questions, um, I got questions for you. If you wanna, you wanna post them up, or if you need any help with uh, asking any any questions to Quant. So, you know, talk to these kind of guys. Go over my head, and you know. You got it. I mean, do you have them? I'd, I'd be. No, no. So he didn't. He had to entertain him. He oh he didn't. Oh, you get, were asking him. Well, yeah. So I was like, I was like, do you have any questions? And then he was gotcha. also asking me, you know, if you want help formulating any questions, because really this stuff is very far over my head so i couldn't even you know start to develop any like in-depth questions on the topic um so i just i mean if you want to just go off give give some tips give you know talk about whatever you want to talk about here yeah sure so i mean i think just being on crypto twitter or trading twitter more broadly like, I think my style is pretty different from almost everyone I see, so that makes it kind of hard to relate. Um, so if anyone wanted to follow more of a quantitative or systematic 
training style. Um, I guess at a lower level, like the most basic thing you could do would probably be just to snag some Bitcoin or any market you're interested, really. Um, just some price data off the internet uh, for crypto markets, especially like the data is all out there. Like all the exchanges pretty much just give it away for free, which is an incredible opportunity in crypto specifically. If anyone's ever looked in traditional markets, I know I just pulled up um, like traditional futures. And I think for the full trading history for tick data is like $38,000 just Jesus. to buy the historical data. And that's what like pretty much everyone in crypto gives away for free. So that's incredible. But yeah, um, yeah. just uh, you can just snag like a CSV of the open, high, low, close data, throw it in Excel, and then just uh, just start playing around. Like I know uh, BitDealer, who people probably heard of, is a awesome trader and like uh, just just very quick to learn things. Has been doing this. Like, you can just run stats, like, see um, when the highs and the lows of the week occur. Like, what happens when price is above its 200-day moving average, when it's below its 200-day moving average? What happens um, after an up day, after a down day, like, after an outside day, after an inside day? Like, these are pretty easy things that you could come up with to throw just in an Excel formula and just get a basic idea of, like, how the market moves. Um, and so that would be the most basic um, I think the number one tip that I would have is learn to code, hashtag learn to code. <laughs> but uh, like seriously, I think Python's pretty much the most used language in quant finance or like quantitative research for trading. Um, there's a ton of open source packages available to make it easy to do pretty much everything. Like, you don't have to know a ton of code to get into it. Um, there's just packages that people have just written. People are probably a lot smarter than me. Um, so you could just get going that way. And then there's a few books that you could get into if you're really interested in it. I think the ones that were definitely most helpful to me were David Aronson's Evidence-Based Technical Analysis. Um, it's basically just a look at a lot of the subjective technical analysis that people do and just kind of points out some of the flaws and how things could be improved. Um, Robert Carver's Systematic Trading, which kind of just lays out a whole framework for like a more systematic approach. And there's actually levels in that book for uh, discretionary traders, what he calls semi-automatic traders and then fully automated traders. So that's really good. And then if you want to learn Python or coding for trading specifically, I always recommend Python for Data Analysis by Wes McKinney. And basically he's the founder of Pandas, which is a very popular Python library for data analysis. And so it's just, he just goes through pretty much his entire suite of data analysis techniques. And I've referred to probably all three of those books over and over again. Perfect, man. I, I really appreciate it. I was actually going to ask if you've got any books. Um, so you gave, you gave a couple tips there. Um, and I really appreciate that you started off by saying, you know, you can just go get Bitcoin price data pretty much for free for most of these exchanges, um, which is unheard of in traditional markets. 
Um, and then just to start playing around with it. Um, you know, you talked about just looking at, you know, the highs and the lows, what price is doing when it's over a specific moving average, really just getting, getting into the data, getting your hands dirty and a little bit of trial and effort in a sense, or that's what it seemed like. Um, I could be wrong there, but it was, was that kind of the gist? I'm sorry. I might have cut out there. Say low effort was the, um, no, I, w- I was saying that, you know, you got to get in there, get your hands dirty, and then just through trial and error. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Perfect. Yeah, so, I mean, just like, you know, get in there, test out some different strategies, really just play with the data. Um, and then you talked about, you know, the hashtag learn to code. Um, Absolutely. Fucking got people banned on Twitter, which blows my mind. <laughs> um and you talked about Python being probably the most widely used language. Um, and then you threw down three books. And I, I really appreciate you doing this because I've, you know, asked a few of my previous guests, you know, you got any books? And occasionally they're like, ah, not really off the top of my head, but you had the three. Oh, man. I, mean, I could go all day. I'm trading books. Yeah. I mean, if you want to uh... sh- shoot me a DM after this, I can add any book to the description. But the three that you did talk about. Uh, were evidence-based technical analysis, systematic trading, and then Python for data analysis. Um, so I really appreciate that. And then, yeah, for my audience, I would really appreciate, you know, if you've got other books, I can throw them in the description. Um, so that Yeah, for sure. You know, just in case anyone who's listening has already read all three or gone through all three, um, they've got some more stuff to check out. Yeah, and then anyone who's already, uh, I guess, quant or systematic-based, like the one that's super hot right now, uh, Advances in Financial Machine Learning by Marcus Lopez of Prado is just like pretty much the Bible of quant finance right now. He's just a legend in the industry and pretty much just laid out all of his best stuff in one book. So definitely pick that up if you've got a solid base in mathematics and statistics and some Python skills already. Perfect, man. I, I really appreciate it. I, I hate that we can't get real in-depth on this kind of stuff um, just because my knowledge oh, not is lacking. Um, and I feel like we're going to disappoint. I You're not going to disappoint anybody. I feel like a few people who listen to this are going to be disappointed in the questions that I asked. Um, but I got a bunch of dumb people following me, so this one's for them. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> No, it's only jokes. (laughs) It's only jokes. Um, But, okay, I really appreciate it again. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about or bring up that you think we may have missed? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, my Twitter handle's at quantfiction. Website's quantfiction.com. And if anyone's interested in getting involved in quant trading or wants to talk about it, can just hit me up on Twitter. Um, Just send me a DM. And I also run a Discord group for quantitative traders in both crypto and traditional markets. And that's just kind of similar, just a place to uh, chat, share research, share anything interesting that we find. Good looks, my man. I really appreciate it when my guests are you know, willing to help and say that their DMs are open. Uh, so I appreciate that. I'll have a link to your Twitter, your Discord, uh, your blog. And then if there's anything else that you want me to add to the description, I will. I'll get those books in there. Um, and then if anything comes up, you can always DM me and, you know, I'll get it added. 
All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, the show's for you guys. I make it for you guys. Um, and it wouldn't happen without you guys. So uh, I really do want to thank you for that. Um, and, you know, if you found anything in this episode helpful or any of the previous episodes that I've put out, um, can you just do me a huge favor and leave us a review? Um, it would really help us out. Um, and then on top of that, uh, could you also share it with any friends, family, uh, anyone on social media? You know, if, if there's something that spoke to you in any of these episodes, I would really appreciate it if you could do that for us. Um, so thanks again for listening and uh, hope to see you next episode.